This is what I kind of feel like doing right now, and I'm going to do it, okay? I'm going to be like a fourth grader, but really tall. I've celebrated hundreds of school masses, and it's great, and I just remember the stool here. We always deal with that. But I think St. Joseph would say, you know what? That's okay. It's okay to smile and have a smile on your heart on this feast day, especially, and he'd remind us, if you follow, if you follow Jesus, you're going to have joy. If you stay close to him in the church and the altar, you're going to have joy. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. And happy feast day of St. Joseph to you. And you can do this. When there's feast days, look up all the, the, the Joes or Joseph in your cell phone and just wish him a happy feast day. So I've, I've got a lot of Joes in my life, probably about 20 this morning that I wished a happy feast day to. One of them wrote back, he's a parishioner here. He said, the very first day I served as an altar server was the feast of St. Joseph. Isn't that great? That just tells me how big the church is. And as we get connected to the church, as you hear this, your heart hopefully is being enlarged with the greatness and the expansiveness of God. And that's all that God has for us. That's called life, and that's what he has for us. That's what we celebrate this day. And I thought that was a beautiful story, and I heard many other things back. And I said, wow, God's so good. I have so many friends named Joe because I'm just trying to follow him, and that's what God wants to do for us to bring us into his friendship. So the question I want to start out with is, how do I get to heaven? You don't have to answer that, but how do you get to heaven? How do we get to heaven? Where do we get that direction? How do we get that power to live that direction? And I think that question was really important to St. Joseph. That was really on his heart. How do I get to heaven? How do I promote heaven? Do, how do I make heaven a priority? And Joseph shows us the way. So Joseph had a situation, didn't he? We read about that, and we read about that, especially in the first two chapters of Matthew. That's where we read most about St. Joseph. And he had a, this tough situation, and it was called life. And it was called, it's not easy. St. Joseph finds himself in this not easy tough situation, and he's like, I need direction. What am I going to do here in the midst of this? Mary is found to be pregnant, and they're kind of technically outside of marriage, and so a lot of things are going on right now. You know what a big thing I think was happening as Joseph got this news is that he knew that other people could kill his beloved Mary. They could stone her to death for being pregnant outside of marriage. And so he had to deal with that, that they could murder his beloved, the one that he loved so much, the one that he probably prayed for all of his life, this, this woman that he was so dear to his heart. And they had the potential to snuff her life out because of the law. And then what about the scorn of the people or what they were taught? This was not good. This was not moral. And Joseph, what do we learn about him? He was a just man. He was upright. So this would just slice him down the heart of his soul. And so he's experiencing all this embarrassment. He just knew people might be, hey, did you, Joseph, you know, did you hear about Mary? <laughs> Talking about that and gossiping about him and him knowing in his heart that is wrong. And Joseph is an upright man, so he wants to save upright Mary because 
Mary is upright because we know and she's perfect. So he decides to divorce her. And then what happens in his situation? God intervenes. He intervenes in their life as he will intervene in our life today. And he sends an angel in a dream. And what does the angel say? Do not be afraid. And Joseph's going probably, yeah, right. They might kill my wife. They might take her away from me. And what are all the people thinking and saying about me? But he says, have no fear. You will have a son. His name will be Emmanuel. Name meaning God with us. And to have that trust that God's right in the midst of us. And he's not only just with us, as I shared and explained before, he's for us. God is for you. He's not just with you, kind of walking along and not interested, but he's for you. And what's he for? Your life, your fullness of life and your happiness. And then he gets this dream in the stream from the angel and he awakes. And I want to highlight and I want to embolden these words for us all, okay? In the scriptures, in Matthew, the first chapters, he awoke and these are the bold words, did what the angel told him. He did what the angel told him. Joseph is humble. I've shared this with you before, children and not so children, maybe with a little more experience. Your life is not about you. You are not the center of the universe. It's not about you or me calling the shots. It's not about us being the origin of our lives. And he's humble, and also Joseph is silent. He's silent. What does that mean? Well, on a very one level, it's, did he say any words in Scripture? He didn't say one word in Scripture. But he's silent in the sense that he's prayerful, that he knows he's not the center. And remember the first question I asked at the beginning of the homily, how do you get to heaven? That's the question he's asking for, and that's the question he's got both ears and his heart and his whole life wide open to. How do I get there, Lord? How and what am I supposed to do in the middle of this violence, this violent world, in this difficult world? And so, the story goes on, Joseph and Mary, and they have the, the, the baby Jesus, and the astrologers come and give him homage, and then he gets another dream. Joseph gets another dream. And the angel says, flee, go to Egypt, because they're going to try to kill your son. Oh no, violence again. This is only beloved son. This is the son of God. This is the most precious thing that anyone could ever hold or have in their lives. And they say, you got to get out of here because Herod is jealous and he wants to take his life. What does he say? Just like he said with his life, what he said to the angel the first time, did what the angel told him. So he goes down to Egypt for three years and it's rough. It's not easy. It wasn't like he was going on Southwest Airlines down there. Probably a donkey and just a rough environment. Who does he know in Egypt? Where are you going to get food? Where are you going to get money? Where are you going to get shelter? All these things coming in on him in this difficult world, in this difficult world. But let me assure you, 
Joseph is anything but a pansy. He's tough. He's tough as nails because he's doing what God's calling him to do, and he has the power of God within him. So all these different things, the weathers. He went down there for uh, three years into Egypt. And then the angel in the dream said, hey, this bad guy, Herod, he's died. You can come back to Israel. And so he gets this dream, and he's backing up the family, backing up Mary and, and baby Jesus and heading back. But then he gets a further direction from the angels. Just don't go back to Israel because Herod's son, his successor, is there, and that could be dangerous, Archelaus, because he took over for his father. And so said, go to Nazareth. Go to little Nazareth. So in this, I want to just kind of transition to us. How specific is God to you in speech? What have you heard from him? Ever? Yearly? Weekly? Daily? And what do you think Jesus' plan is for that? I think it's daily, all the time, right now. Directions to heaven. We believe that heaven's going to be the best, and that's going to be all the time. That's why we say we're blessed by the best. And that's what Joseph wants to continue to point us toward. And God knows it's a difficult and violent world, but God is with us and God is for us. So as we celebrate St. Joseph Day, what does he do? He loves and protects Jesus and Mary. And what is this about? It's about asking the right person the right questions. That's what our church is about, asking the right person the right questions. How do I get to heaven? So I want us all to think about the idea of how God has spoken to Joseph and directed his life to heaven. How's he done that for us? How often does he do that? How often are we available to that? Do we come into the community of the church to do that? Because this is a special and preeminent place for that as we come together and read his word and consume Jesus. So to think about that for yourself. And what questions are you asking him? What questions have you asked him? And I want you maybe to, if you take anything away from this, younger, especially younger children or youth who might be listening in on this, wherever you may be, whenever this may be, is I don't think the question is, what do you want to be when you grow up? But I think the question is, what does God want you to be when you grow up because you and I both know that God's plans are way better than our plans. His love is much stronger than our love, and his direction is much clearer than the direction or lack thereof that there is in our world these days. I will assure you of this in my life is that God brings direction 
more and more every day, and more specifically, specifically every day. And the closer we get to that, the better it gets. And I'll tell you this, whoever seeks that the most, finds that the most, and you will see that person with the biggest smile on their face, with the most generous, humble heart, serving their brothers and sisters. And Joseph says, you can have that. Look at me. I didn't even say a word, but I'm speaking powerfully and strongly today to tell you about this. St. Joseph was humble. He knew his life was not about him. And he was silent. That means he prayed and he said, God, give me your direction. There's violence all around me. There's people talking behind my back. I've got to deal with the weather and the money and being in a foreign land, not knowing anybody and going over. And I've, you've entrusted the Son of God to me. I need you. And I need you to protect the heaven that you've brought for us in your Son, Jesus. And in that humility, in that silence, you will be brought to eternal power and victory. And that's St. Joseph. That's who he is for us today. Amen? That's who we celebrate. And he's with us to say, look to me, I will pray with you, and I will show you how to be humble. It's not about you. And how to listen in silence so that you can know what's really important what's really going on. And that, my brothers and sisters, that's called heaven. That's what's going on. And that's why it's going to be this day and forever. Amen? St. Joseph, pray for us.